welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions, where we support entrepreneurs just like you with event-based marketing and sales strategies, allowing you to build your authority, your credibility, and your visibility in your industry. Today's guest is, uh, we're going to chat a little bit about like some residual income because I know in business, we are building, 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 and then we may not necessarily think about how the heck are we going to have money coming in when we're done building. So we've brought on Blake Schwane. Hope I said that correct. Um, Perfect. Good. Yes, I got it. Okay. Now Blake goes and he splits his time between being rapidly growing his real estate portfolio and teaching new investors how to get started investing in real estate. Reason being is he really believes he can teach anyone how to invest in real estate, and he also helps his clients lower their risk and move faster. Having helped hundreds of new investors acquire over $50 million in cash-flowing real estate. I hope you see now why I'm excited to have Blake on the Creating Powerful Impact show. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because like I was saying, um, we building our businesses and we're growing and at least for myself, I know in the back of my brain, there's moments of me going, huh, I should have a little something that's helping me have extra income when I want to stop producing events and, <laughs> and when All I right. want to leave and when I want to like, if I want to sell my business or what does it look like and how do I do this? But I came from the world of network marketing and residual has been something, a part of my world. I still receive residual income from a network marketing company I built back in the day, even though I don't touch it, right? Nothing I'm sure to the point of the income that you support your clients in making, but I would love for you to, you know, share a little bit about why, why we should be looking at it. What's the importance of it? How fast can we do this? Because a lot of our listeners are busy all the time. Um, and how can we get something cash flowing fairly quickly? Yeah, that's a great question. And really, for me, I didn't know that this world existed. You know, uh, I grew up in a, a small town in Oklahoma. I'm, an, I'm a simple person. Um, and so if anybody hears my story, I, hopefully their takeaway is if that simple guy can do it, I can do it too. Um, but I didn't I didn't know that there was an opportunity to create this type of uh, freedom for your life. I thought you'd be a good little boy or girl. You go get a degree and then you work until you're 75. And I think one of the things that uh, that I recognized was, well, am I, uh, the, the question became, am I going to live to work or work to live? Which is the actual priority? And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the luxury that they have is they've got courage enough courage to be able to go out on their own and try it on their own. Um, and usually when they're trying it on their own, it's something that they're passionate about. Sometimes it's a niche that you just, you found and you know, maybe you're not passionate about it. You work on it and then you become passionate about it. But, uh, but there's also times where it ends up taking 40, 60, 80 hours of your week, 120 hours of your week, and you're working all the time. And I think what it came down to for me is what do I want my life to look like? And you can, we live in a time, uh, a generation where you can dictate your life more than any other generation in the history of the world. And, uh, you know, in the evenings we sit around and we drink wine or cocktails or spend time with our kids. And you know, nobody in the Roman empire did that unless they were 
the Kings, right? And so it, it's a remarkable thing for us to be able to just create what we want. And for me, um, I, you know, I, I was a good little boy. I got a good degree. I got a, a couple of degrees in engineering. I worked for a tech company in Austin, Texas, and they were really good to me. And I really enjoyed the work. It was satisfying, but I wanted to create a way where I didn't have to do that. Uh, there were things I really enjoyed doing. I enjoyed coaching even uh, prior to the call. We were talking about me coaching Little League. I coached some Little League boys because it was just really fun. Um, I play a lot of music. I actually studied music music in college before I did engineering. And there are just things that I said, you know, I want to be active in my family. At the time, I was a bachelor, and now I'm married with a couple kids. And I said, well, you know, what do I want my life to look like? And so once I started looking into real estate, I realized, man, if I could get a few hundred dollars a month per door, I know real estate, you know, is is the largest wealth generator in the history of the world. But if I could just create it, some type of cash flow profile per door, then it's just an n- amount of doors. It's a number issue. A how many game. of them can I get and how quickly can I get them mm-hmm. so that I can do whatever I want. And and whether that's real estate or not, there's a lot of different passive mechanisms out there, whether it's, you know, Amazon FBA or your own business. Um, you know, you've got to decide how much do I want to work in the business or how much do I want to work on the business? And so making the business more operationally focused to where you are not the bottleneck in your business so that you can do what you want, you know, because you you want to work to live so that you can have the fun vacations and and spend the quality time with your kid, be the dad or the mom that you never had or whatever it might be. And that's really that was really the uh, the core reason for me moving in this direction. That makes sense. Uh, so why would somebody want to like start investing in real estate? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, one, I think the biggest reason right now with interest rates the way that they are, a lot of people are saying, well, golly, interest rates, you know, you shouldn't be investing in real estate. I think now is actually the best time to be investing in real estate. In the last two years, we've actually at the United States of all of the money that's available out there that you go and buy widgets or candy or dinner with, we have printed 80% of it in the last two years. And so if you asked me, you know, if if there were 10 of us in a circle and we were buying and selling candy bars, and I gave each, each person a couple candy bars and $10, maybe the price of a candy bar is 50 cents or $10 as you're buying and trading. If I stopped that game and I just threw $10,000 in there to each person, and then we restarted it, the price of a candy bar is going to go up. Mm. It's only going to be, it'll be $1,000 or $5,000. And so uh, now that's to that's to use an extreme, but we've printed a lot of money. And so that's, that's why inflation has happened. It's one of the reasons why we're having such rapid inflation. And over the course of time, uh, the, the purchasing power of the dollar is going to change. And so not only can you get in on a property right now that if it will cash flow even a little right now, Rent is only going to go up, but you have a 30-year fixed mortgage that will keep that your payment flat. And so that's why when you talk to you know the old lady on the corner that says, I bought my house for you know $658 back in the day, you know, it's going to be the exact same thing. Um, where rents you think $1,250 a month is reasonable for rent, or maybe it's $3,000 a month, whatever, you know, it's different per market. But if you told somebody that 40 years ago, they'd say you're crazy. And in 15 years, it could very well be $10,000, $20,000 a month for rent just because of the change. So real estate holds its value really well. So that's the long-term benefit. The short-term benefit is the cash flow in that you can provide for yourself 
and, and provide a dignified living for somebody else. I mean, almost 60% of the United States can't get a mortgage. Right. So where else are they going to get it? You know, that would be 180 million people out on the streets mm-hmm. if there's not living for, there's not a place for them to live. And, um, you know, yeah, you've got some large corporate, you know, organizations like BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street uh, that own some properties. But if, if you can provide a dignified living for somebody and, and, and help them, um, I think that's a really noble uh, thing to do and create it in such a business uh mechanism to where it provides for your family as well. That's a win-win. And so then there's also my favorite, the medium term benefit is the the tax hedging abilities. There's some tax uh, benefits from investing in real estate that the IRS creates because the global or economic GDP for the United States trails really closely with real estate activity. And so it's really helpful for the economy. You know, who's going to fix up the 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 rundown house down the street. The federal government isn't going to do that. No, you know, they want to create a structure to where it motivates people uh, to be able to do that. And so, so that's why I do it. I think you can once you know what you're doing, you can get a door every ninety days, very very simply. I went zero to forty doors in two and a half years. I started with ten grand that I really <laughs> worked hard to save up because I wasn't making a ton of money. And my first contractor walked off with twelve grand. Because I didn't know what I was doing, you know I, mm-hmm. that ten grand was what I called stupid money, you know tuition to the school hard knocks, and I figured it out, you know just like everybody listening, you know you you just kind of run your head into a wall while you're starting your business and you figure out how to do it. You find a hundred ways to not do it, and then one finally works, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's that's why I think it's it's valuable. But again, it doesn't have to be real estate. The reason that why I like it is. The short, medium, and long-term benefit, it, they're all so significant. Um, whereas even with my coaching business, it's great. It doesn't provide as much residual income. A lot of it's more active. I do marketing and uh, advertising, s- sales funnels, and things like that. But the reason I do it is because I've got the residual income through my through my right. business. I'm financially free. And even if it doesn't make any money, I would still do it. In fact, my wife, uh, when we initially got married, her dream was to open up a ballet studio for littles. She got 20 years experience in ballet and is great with kids. And so I said, well, now my mission is to make that happen. And so we actually opened up a ballet studio for littles. That was a for-profit model um, that operated like a nonprofit. We would scholarship in girls that couldn't afford it. We'd say, how much can you afford? And they, if they said five bucks, great. Okay. We'd scholarship them in. So we started it saying, we don't even have to make money. And that uh, the luxury to be able to to start a business with that as the foundation takes away all of the stress and the fear of how I'm going to eat, how I'm going to take care of my kids, put clothes on their back and things like that. And when you can operate without fear, there's, I mean, there, there's so many opportunities for you. Yeah. I think your brain just automatically opens up to different possibilities of what you could do with it because you're not constrained by the fear piece. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So question for you going to the fear side um someone's like okay great sounds wonderful I'm open to it but I'm running my business I'm running my team you know I've got multiple six seven figures eight figures going on over here and hopefully at that level we've got team and systems and SOPs and everything in place I have a little bit of time but I don't necessarily want to be somebody that's like knocking in all of the nails like 
Yeah, you <laughs> don't want to be an electrician. You know, you're not trying to change careers and hang right. drywall. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, can, can you literally just be an investor? Do you have to have it be like another business model where you're employing a whole bunch of people to run the things and find the renters and do all of those mm -hmm. types of opportunities or yeah you just be I'll, like I'll let them, my you know, I'll, ask, <laughs> I'll ask you and your audience a question and just let you pause on it how long do you think you know we've got uh we're coming up on maybe forty thousand dollars a month of uh of income coming in just from the portfolio um and that doesn't count for you know in the last six months a uh, quarter of a million dollars of debt paid down by somebody else uh, appreciation of you know, in the past couple of years, uh, maybe a million and a half or something similar. Um, how long, how much time per month do you think I spend on that? You don't have to answer, but just think about that as your, uh, the listeners, how long would you say, okay, how much time do you think he spends on that per month? I spend 30 minutes a month managing my portfolio. And so not 30 minutes a week, even not yeah. three hours a week, but 30 minutes a month managing my portfolio. And the reason for that is the systems. Yeah. Okay. In the beginning, when you were super brand new, obviously you have to learn the process. Yeah. Just like anything. How much time were you spending then compared mm -hmm. to now? For a new investor getting started, if you've got three to six hours a week, um, you can you can do this. You can get a door every 90 days. And I mean, really? I we actually just had a student close in uh, 43 days. Even if you don't have a ton of money to start, you know, if you're still in the thick of building your business, Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got five or $10,000. There are models that you can use that will allow you to, uh, to that's how I built my portfolio. Uh, we had someone just, uh, Matt in our program just closed his first door in 43 days. Um, he, he, he brought $382 to close. I believe, uh, Colette just went zero to four doors. She's on our call coaching call last night. Uh, she went four doors and in, in the last about 45 days, she's, uh, she started about four months ago. And, uh, but all of those four doors have come in about the last uh, 45 days. Um, and so, you know, but if you're, if you're running seven, eight figure businesses and you've got some cash on the side, you might be able to move a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the challenge with getting started in real estate is if you talk to 10 different people that have experience in real estate, they're going to tell you this model works. This is the, what, what you, exactly what you have to have to do. The reality is everybody's situation is different. You know, mm -hmm. if your credit is, 400 and you're in $40,000 of uh, retail debt, you should use a different strategy. You can still get started in real estate investing. Um, but if you're sitting on $500,000 and you want to create a few thousand dollars of passive income while generational wealth builds for your family, your kids, their kids, et cetera, then you should use a different model too. And so that's, that's part of the value that I, I help my students with is understanding what's best for me. Even the, the tax protection, one of my students Usually he pays about $35,000, $40,000 in taxes a year. Um, after investing, he went zero to 12 doors in eight months. The IRS cut him a check for twenty four this year. And so he saved $60,000 of pocket money on it. And so so if you are someone that says, I've got three to six hours a week, I can, I can do this. You might be able to trim that down a little bit. On the front end, you just got to learn the process. Then once you learn the process, the deals pretty much come to you. So you're not going to hunt. You're not knocking on any doors. You're not talking to old ladies. Please sell me your house. Um, you're leveraging other people that are doing that because uh, there are other people that maybe they are in the 400 uh, credit score range and lots of debt and they they just want to uh, help their family. They might have a little bit more hustle. They go out there and they knock on all the doors. They bring it to you. I love paying them a commission. I'm thrilled to. 
because they brought me a great deal. And the better the deal, the more money I could pay them. Uh, it's just not, there are more deals out there than you could possibly imagine, even in a market that feels more constrained uh, like now. But so all that to say, three to six hours a week is a very reasonable expectation. You do not have to, it doesn't have to be a full-time gig. Could be if you wanted to, but that wasn't my goal. And that's not the type of people that I'm usually focused on. The people that I'm working with, are they've got full-time jobs. They're providing, they don't need to be able to pay rent next month. You know, mm-hmm. they want to build generational wealth and passive income for their families. So that they can do whatever they want with their time. And, you know, one of my students wants to, uh, he wants to sail uh, the uh, the Atlantic Ocean. That's okay. that's his goal. It, it, he really wants to, another wants to, she wants to continue to build her nonprofit that she started. Um, one student wants to, he wants to teach dyslexia therapy. And he doesn't have, like right now he's a teacher. He works a lot with, he had dyslexia growing up and made his educational process really difficult. He's a teacher and he went zero to zero to six doors in four months with less than three grand out of pocket. And his, his goal is to build an organization where he can teach educators how to care for people with dyslexia. And so really that's, that's the, that's the goal is get people to the point where they can say, you know what? I don't need to work 40 hours a week now. Mm -hmm. So what, what do I want to do? That it's actually a really difficult question because you just, the way that we're built, the society that we grow up in, I saw my dad go to the bank every single day, leave at eight, come home at five. And he was a great dad. So, but that became my expectation of what is being an adult or what is even being a man. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you take that away and you say, if you've got another 40 hours in a week, how are you going to spend your day? It, mm-hmm. It's almost like how, that's not even real. Right. Once you get to that point, you could say, you know what? I'm going to design my day the way that I want. And so I'm going to have coffee and then I'm going to go on a walk with my wife or my, my husband, my spouse. Or I'm going to go to a workout and then I'm going to, I'm going to play music. In fact, if you look in this corner over here, I've got my saxophone sitting over there because I get to play music whenever I want, you know, um, and I can structure my day that way because I've set it up that way. And that's, uh, you know, I think for anybody that's listening that's saying, yeah, that's, that might be for you, but it's not for me. We did not come from money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I, we had a really happy childhood. I'm, you know, that uh, I was through, I was a great childhood, but I still remember, you know, yelling at my younger brother for asking my mom for a candy bar in the grocery grocery store. I said, you, you know, we don't have any freaking money, you wow. know, and uh, my dad was out of a job for about eight months around the time. Uh, you know, we would lift up the hose of the gas uh, when we go fill up the car with gas. We'd lift up the hose, get the last few drops out. I didn't know that wasn't normal until college. You know, mm-hmm. my buddy's like, what the heck are you doing? Um, so you you absolutely can do it. And you just, you just need to know the right process. It's more of a science than it is an art. I love it. I love it. So super informative. Um, now I want to switch gears and kind of go, let's peek behind the curtain, right? So business, everybody's got stories. Um, I would love to hear one of your stories of an opportunity or a not so great moment, an aha moment, something that you learned along the way that you're like, oh, I wish I would have known this beforehand or some anything that you would like to share as you've continued to grow and scale your life and your business that you'd like yeah. to share with our audience. Yeah, I, you know, one just kind of humorous one is, and this is more on the real estate investing side. And then I've got some on the coaching side as well. Um, cause my coaching side is more real estate, you know, consulting it's educational content, helping people make progress and kind of high performance coaching. 
Well, on the real estate side, I, I was new. I I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a ton of direction yet. At one point, I ended up hiring a coach to to just give me the roadmap because it allowed me to skip the line. But I bought a house. It was thirty five thousand bucks. I thought this is a great deal. You know, thirty. There are still thirty five thousand dollars properties all over the place. You know, but uh, well, you know, you in California, you're like, I'm like, where are those at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you if you question it, you know you could go look in Macon, Georgia, or Dayton, Ohio, or Wichita Falls, Texas, and the, you'll see them. But so I bought a house for thirty five grand that needed some work, and I thought I did all my due diligence and sent my contractor in, and she said a, a couple of weeks later she said we've got a really big change order, which means we're going to have to change your quote. Right? This is a, this is going to be money. And so I thought, okay, well, what is it? She said, well, we've got some foundation work. And I thought, well, why didn't we catch this when we did due diligence on the front end? And she sent me a picture um, in, in older homes. You don't have a slab foundation. You've got pier and beam. So there are uh, piers and then beams lay across it. And you build the foundation on top of that. Those piers are supposed to be, you know, concrete, something pretty substantial. Uh, one of those piers she got under and found it was just an old tree stump. So there was a tree stump and they built a house on top of it, used that as the pier. And there's no way that would pass any permits, right? So we had to get under there and end up re essentially rebuild the entire foundation, which was uh, not only inconvenient for me, but also pretty financially challenging. Um, and so that was my my first, uh, maybe my second, really like, man, holy cow, what am I doing here? I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'd see the vision at the end, but I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so that was probably the biggest one on the real estate side. I think on the on the coaching and consulting side, uh, it's probably similar to a lot of your listeners, but I initially started my kind of advertising and marketing strategy was more organic. So I'd connect with people on uh, social media or I've ha I'd have some lead magnets where uh, they'd, uh, they'd download some resource and I'd reach out to them and try and provide as much value as possible. And then if they said, man, this is really helpful for me, this is what I want to do, then we'd have a conversation. The challenge with that was, you know, I was on I was on social media, just messaging away, having lots of conversations, which I'm a, a, an extrovert to a certain extent, but that got exhausting. And so I was spending all of my time messaging people. And then I got to the point where I said, you know, this is what I didn't want to do. You know, I, I created this this uh, this business around uh, because I created financial freedom, but I didn't want to create this. I don't want to be spending hours and hours trying to do all of these things. And so what I ended up doing after that was, you know, looking for a bunch of different options for automating, whether it was technology or virtual assistants or, or others. Um, and I, I've since expanded my marketing. I've got a marketing agency where we've got, um, uh, you know, a funnel that you can go through that provides some resources to really make sure that the person that's engaging with us is, you know, we're, we're actually talking to the same person. Right. If they if they're actually interested in what I've got to offer and I can provide extreme value for them, great. There are a lot of people I don't help. Right. If you want to build a chiropractic business, I can't help you. You know, if you want to learn how to paint, that's not my sweet spot, but really good at what I do, but I don't do what I don't do. And so um outsourcing that has has made it very, very helpful. And um really just learning how to delegate and giving up, you know, if, if you've got an idea of how it can be done, if someone else can do it 70%. As uh, you know, as good as that, you should you should really get rid of it. Um, and and well, that is that was the hard lesson. Others stuff, right? Like yeah. the actual your genius or you know vision casting and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so it. usually, maybe every three months or so, my wife and I will sit down and we'll say, 
you know, is the schedule, like not just is our life what we want it to be, but are are the practical pieces of our life, like our day-to-day, your day-to-day makes up 90% of your happiness. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not my ties on the beach or margaritas in the sand. It's, it's more than that. It's, it's how your spouse greets you when you enter the home or does your child run to you when it, you know, how do you talk to each other? Are you harsh with each other? Or are you affectionate? And so we just asked the question, how does, you know, how, how do, how can we make this what we want on a practical level? And we'd have to adjust our calendar to, to reflect that. Yeah. Oh, love it. So, so many different pieces, right? You had the investing side, you had the business coaching, and then you added in the personal. So I, I appreciate that. Um, sadly, we have to start wrapping up. What is the best way for people to stay in contact with you, ask you questions, and do you happen to have a gift for our audience today? Yeah, yeah. For for finding all of that information, you go to 90dayrentalroadmap.com. That's 9090dayrentalroadmap.com. And if you want to follow me on social, you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at Blake Schwanet. You might have a, a harder time spelling the last name. That's C-H-O-I-S-N-E-T. Again, C-H-O-I-S-N-E-T. And uh, yeah, if there's anything that I can do to help, I'm, I am I believe in giving more than I take. So if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Beautiful. Appreciate that. And we will have all the links in the show notes. My last question for you. What is a takeaway or a memorable note you'd like to leave our audience with today? And I think a takeaway would be find a way to do what you really love. And your business might be that, and, but if the if the portion of your business that's growing in your time committed to it is not what you really love, outsource it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the the things that you really love are different than your business, operationalize your business so that you can be the mom that you never had, or be the the parent that you want to be, or the son or daughter or care for the, the, the family member or start the nonprofit or give back to your community, but identify what you really care about and then create the life that you want because it's totally possible to do it. Beautiful. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate you being with us today. And I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of creating powerful impact I'm excited for you to take these lessons and these resources that you've learned here today, start implementing them so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. 
Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.